Hey friends, thanks for listening to the City Network Podcast. We're so glad you're here. Before we get to the episode, I want to take a moment to tell you about the Soul Care Prayer Summit happening April 22nd to 24th up at Quaker Hill in McCall. The summit is for men and women who serve as leaders and missionaries in the Treasure Valley. This is a space created for you as a visionary leader to hear from God and care for your soul. And it's not just for pastors. It's for anyone who has a vision for kingdom transformation in their sphere of influence. We want to create a space for you and your spouse to pray over that and to pray for our valley together as a unified church trying to reach our communities with the gospel. We're also helping with childcare this year, so let us know on the registration form if that's a need for your family. Go to thecitynetwork.org slash soulcare to register. And now for today's episode. So this whole idea of Sabbath, in, in my view, and for me personally, it's a trust issue. Do I trust the Lord? to work on my behalf in the hours that I am not, quote, working, end quote. Do I trust the Lord to do the work anyways? Because if I really prioritize God, and if I really believed that he would, then why would I not take a rest? Why would I not follow that and connect with him? And I don't think that, again, for whoever's hearing this, I I don't mean to be condemning. I just want to be encouraging. Let's take a deep breath, take a (laughs) dose of grace, and be like, hey, like, if you're trying to hustle without holiness, it's going to end up dry. And we really need to be convinced in our own hearts and minds that the rest that Jesus wants for us is a part of life. It's a part of our Christian spirituality. It's part of our walk with him. It's a part of knowing him. It's just, it's just part of what we do. You're listening to the City Network Podcast. Our mission is to grow and multiply healthy churches in the Treasure Valley and beyond. Head to thecitynetwork.org for more info on our initiatives to catalyze church transformation and church planting. Here's today's podcast. All right. Hi, everybody. Uh, Welcome back to the City Network podcast. I am Melissa Statlander, your host for today. I'm the communications director um, with the City Network. And today we have one of our board members with us, Scott Billings. Um, Scott is the pastor at Boise Church, um, where he works there and lives with his wife, Jackie, and their two kids, right, Scott? Oh, no, four kids. Four kids? Why did I think two? Four kids? Scott's a busy man. He's a busy guy. Uh, And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, At City Network, we talk about multiplying um, healthy churches into healthy churches. Um, And often um, we forget that we can't have a healthy church if we're not cultivating healthy leadership. Um, And the first thing um, that's a big part of that is rest. Um, And that has been a big um, thing that Scott's been thinking about lately. And so we are going to talk all about Sabbath today. Sounds great. And just to clarify as disclaimer, this is very raw for me. And I am by no means an expert in any of this. I'm simply, you're going to get a glimpse and just the snapshot of what God is showing both Jackie and I, my wife and I. And so, yeah, so I'm not an expert. Uh, This will be very raw. 
and For also sure. very, very fun at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we, I often feel like listening to people's stories that are like in the middle, I, I feel like I gain more wisdom from those sometimes because they, they meet me where I am as opposed to somebody who's like, well, you're a pro at it. You've been doing it for ages, you know? So that's great. Yeah. yeah. You, you listen to people and you're like, well, that's nice in 20 years. And, uh-huh. uh, yep. but, uh, no, we'll, we'll jump right into it. It'll be awesome. Amazing. All right. So just to get started, um, I'd love to hear just like, what's been your, your story with Sabbath? Um, maybe starting like, when was the first time that you felt like you really experienced burnout? Um, and then realizing like rest is a practice that is something you have to be intentional about. Sure. So my first burnout story, I was on staff at a church at my home church, Calvary Chapel, Tucson. Love that church. Uh, it's it's amazing church, but it's a very large church, a mega church. It's two mm-hmm. campuses, 6,000 people. And so there's a lot of activity. There's a lot of good things that are happening. And I was the youth pastor at one campus and then the media pastor for both campuses. And needless to say, that's a lot of things to do. Mm -hmm. I had a great team with me to be able to do them. And in March of 2020, literally the first week of March of 2020, we had just finished a 4K video upgrade project for both campuses. And that project, uh, it just about killed all of us, but it was good. (laughs) It was a good project. And it was just in time for COVID and so thankful for that. Mm -hmm. And with all of that said, we were just running a million miles an hour. And I think that the idea of rest doesn't mean that you can't have busy seasons. I think that's okay. Uh, But you want to make sure that those busy seasons don't turn into busy habits. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. And the, my wife and I, we were just going through a lot of stuff with, you know, okay, there's COVID and we're, we're, we're trying to rush to catch up with all of the, the new things that COVID is introducing. And main service and youth group were set up in terms of doing online ministry because that's something that we had did just in March of 2020, but everybody else was not set up. So as the media pastor, it was my role to get all the other ministries set up to be able to do that. And that really was just a lot on yeah. top of Ugh. everything else that we were doing. Media pastor during COVID. What an yeah. That sounds, yeah. sounds really bad. It was, I'll be honest, I wouldn't exchange that experience for anything simply because mm-hmm. you, you really learn to see God move in those times. And it really did shake up the norm. So, be, so be, out of that, like when we finally got everybody done and set up in summer of 2020, I went to uh, to Robert and Troy. I said, "I need a break. I, I need to. I need to go somewhere in the middle of the pandemic. I need to go somewhere <laughs> and take a trip. Like, where are you going to go?" I was like, "I don't know. Like, I'll just look at a map for you know for places that you can go." And so we ended up going to Colorado, just take a break. And it was in in that summer vacation when I realized I totally burned out. I completely just burned out and it wasn't due to uh, my, it wasn't necessarily due to, to me not wanting to take rest is that I was just running so razor thin on the margins before COVID that COVID just pushed me over the edge that I had no room for margin. I had no resiliency left because I was just running so tight in terms of schedule, in terms of energy levels and all of that. And so that was my first burnout experience. And the funny thing about that is in 2019, 
my wife and I, we'd like to do a verse of the year, just sort of our theme verse for the year that we send out for all of our Christmas cards. And that year was Matthew eleven twenty nine. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle, lonely heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And and I and I'm still like, well, maybe that should be the twenty twenty first too, because <laughs> we obviously haven't learned that. So it was it was good, you know, that we we worked through that. But that's when I first hit rock bottom at at that burnout in the summer of 2020. Uh, but that was really formative and helpful for the Lord to really speak to us and say, this rest idea is important for your longevity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Um, what, so as you've been now in this season of like, okay, rest is important. Um, how has that taken shape from there? Like, what did you do next? So what we did next, honestly, uh, the rest idea, it was still pinging around the back of our minds. But then three or four months later, as you guys can listen to previous podcast episodes, and you hear our story about when we believe God wanted us to start a church. So we, it was funny, because God was like, you need to take some rest, and you need to do those things. And we started to slow down a little bit. But then we got the call to start a church. Right. <laughs> so I was right. like, wait, what, what does this mean? I feel like I'm getting conflicting direction from you, Lord. But it actually wasn't conflicting at all. I believe that God really does want us to take rest, even mm-hmm. in the middle of, of things that he's called us to yeah. do. And I'll be honest, it does take a bit for us to unlearn that busyness habits. Mm-hmm. There's a feeling that we get when we're busy and it feels good to us. And then when you don't have that, you feel weird and you feel like there's something wrong. But in reality, you're just starting to actually slow down. Mm-hmm. And from us coming from the from our home church and them sending us out to plant Boise Church, the irony in all of that is I'm bivocational. I work at a software development company part-time, and then I also am part-time at Boise Church. And I have more time now starting a church and being bivocational than I did back in Tucson. Mm-hmm. And that honestly was a mind shift uh, if for us in mm-hmm. terms of we do have the time. It's just what are we spending the time on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, earlier you said, like you were talking about the Sabbath as being like you didn't have room in your margins, which is interesting. Um, it makes it seem like it's not about like we didn't want to take rest or I don't have time for rest, but it's about not having enough margin. Um, and I think that that is an important distinction to make, uh, probably because a lot of us are like, oh, yeah, I rest, I take rest. But it's just that our we fill up all the empty spaces with things. Um, as a person who has four children, four children, not two, um, and is bivocational, um, what does that look like to keep that margin open? Or what what is that looking like? Um, especially considering like Sabbath and family. How does that shake out for you? Absolutely. That's a really Big question. So let me start with, I think we need to identify, okay, what does this whole idea of rest with Jesus mean? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? What I realized is that I was not being like Jesus in this area of rest. Jesus was a very uh, 
I mean, there were times that his ministry was incredibly busy, but he always found time to slow down and to be with the father and to be with people. Mm-hmm. And rest is not just the lack of activity. It's the presence of God. Mm. And that, yeah. And rest is so like having rest with Christ. It's not just taking a nap, like, even though that's important. Jesus took naps, so should we. But the idea is that rest is not just a lack of activity. There is a purposefulness in drawing near to the Lord, and that is a part of rest and refreshment. Mm, that's good. And that and that requires me to pursue it, which is like it's ironic a little bit because you think, well, I'm supposed to rest, so that means I do nothing. It's like, well, yes and no. Like you are removing other things so that you can pursue the one thing that is going to provide you rest for your soul. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Otherwise it'll be filled with something else automatically. And I believe that rest with Jesus is something that I have to pursue. Mm, that's good. It's something that is something that I have to put in my calendar in a sense, if you will, it's something that I have to mark off. It's something mm-hmm. that I need to set aside. And I realized that I really needed that rest with, with God and with family. And I think that we can get to like two extremes where people they either have way too much rest, <laughs> right? Or we can get into the other extreme where there's zero rest. And I don't think that we should be legalistic about this idea of rest. I, I think it needs to be, I mean, for example, you know, Jesus says it's lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's, that's a good thing that uh, if we look at Jesus' example of Sabbath, it's filled with love and grace and care and rest and connecting with God and with people. Uh, but it's not meant to be a legalistic thing where you just say, well, this is it. And then you're militant about it in the in the sense that you're not really uh, being gracious at mm-hmm. the same time. But you do se- you do section it off and it is a priority for you. So for us as a family, uh, just practically speaking, Fridays is our day where mm-hmm. we just hang. And our kids are homeschooled. So that really does help with scheduling and whatnot. We were just taking a look at our schedule here recently and our last few months and said, you know, I think Friday needs to be our day off because Saturday I'm always doing something for church because that's, be honest, that's when people are available. So I want to be available for them. And since we're homeschooled, we have the flexibility to change those things around. So for us, Friday is our day where we rest and we hang out and we spend some extra time with the Lord. And it's been, it's been really great. Really life giving, to be honest. Yeah. So that's what we have done, and and uh, it's so it's so tempting to to do something else on that Friday. It's like no, like it's Jesus Day, Family Day, just chill day. Uh, it's really been great for us. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, is there any like? Do you guys have any like rhythms during the day that you've put into place, um, or is it just kind of like every Friday is different? So we, so Friday is our kids affectionately known as cartoon day. So they, they, they watch a, you know, an hour or so of cartoons while Jackie and I just kind of get things together for the day. And, and a lot of times we'll plan an outing of some kind. Uh, sometimes we won't, sometimes we'll just hang out, uh, but we'll go do a bike ride or we'll go to the park or we'll do like a day trip or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's important that it's, it's time with family and time with the Lord. Um, and that's something that we've really been working on. So again, not an expert, not perfect, but it's something that we've been working on where we want to wake up earlier, uh, because we recognize that just with our kids sleep mm-hmm. schedules and whatnot, that 
it makes sense for us to go to bed earlier when we can and then wake up earlier so we have time with the Lord first. And then as the day gets going, um, we just we, we go with it that way. So that's been really helpful for us. So when we talk about rhythms, we really said, okay, earlier in the day is what we need to do, which means we need to go to bed earlier, which is hard uh, when you're used to what well, our lifestyle before was we would remodel houses, we would we would do ministry, you know, a youth ministry. It's, you know, ministry all hours of the day and night and, and then mega church on top of that. So we were very conditioned to just be up like all the time. And and there's always caffeine that helps with that type of lifestyle. And it's like, nope, like we're going to we're going to just call it quits, wake up early, do that first. And then let's just let's see what the Lord does with that. And that's actually been really helpful um, and full transparency We've only done that early thing for maybe three weeks at this point. And it's been awesome, to be honest. We've really, it's been great for us. I feel like that's one of those things where so many people, you know, there's so much resistance to doing that, uh, to being like, well, like, it's easy for us to be like, here's all the excuses to why I can't do it. But I don't know anybody who started doing a practice of like rest or like, more of more of a formal Sabbath. That's like, oh, well, I wish I hadn't had done that. Like it wasn't very good. Like, I don't know anybody who, who feels like that, which every time I talk to people who are like, yeah, this is our day that we do this. I, it makes me always be like, oh man, I want to start doing that. Cause it, it sounds so fulfilling to everybody that I know that's, that's done it. And it really requires. So for example, my wife and I, we would we would love to watch our favorite shows together. And we, what we discovered, and this is a quote from my wife, so I give credit where credit's due. She told me, entertainment isn't real rest. It just distracts you from your situation. Hmm. And it doesn't good mean there's Jackie. nothing wrong with, yeah, good job, Jackie. So there's nothing wrong with entertainment. There's nothing wrong with that. But if we're using entertainment as a source of spiritual refreshment, that is not going to work. Yeah. And that's where we were falling into the trap of where we were so wired uh, that we're like, well, I got to watch a show to, to like slow down. And then we would stay up until two in the morning and then our youngest one would wake up and then, then it was all over. And then, you know, somebody's going with only two or three hours of sleep and that's Jackie a lot of times. And so it's just, you know, it's really, um, it, it's a death spiral in a ways. And so we had to break the cycle and that, that was hard. Not going to lie. <laughs> that, that's It is hard. Mm-hmm. Present tense. Yeah. What is, uh, what would you say is like maybe the, the hardest part about the practice for you? Like where are you tempted to be like, well, not like I'm going to like push back on it a little bit. Um, and how, I guess you've, you've answered about how you move through that, but can you talk a little bit about like, here's specifically what feels hard about it. I think it's because for me personally, I would wear busyness as a badge of honor. Mm. And I confused busyness with productivity. Our culture sells that idea that if you're busy and you're and your schedule is full, then you are productive and you are a successful member of society, whatever that looks like. And that's just the furthest thing from the truth. Because the whole idea of Sabbath, so sorry, I'm going to go all pastor mode on you. The whole idea of Sabbath 
if you look at the Old Testament and we look to the principles in the Old Testament, we're not, I'm not a Sabbatarian where we do church on Saturday, even though if you do church on Saturday, that's fine. That's cool. But, you know, the, I, we don't want to be legalistic about it. But the principle in the Sabbath where even the agricultural system of ancient Israel, every seven years, they would let the land rest. And it was the Sabbath year. And God said, hey, in year six, there's going to be such a huge crop. It's going to carry you through. Just trust me in this. And don't plant in year seven. Whatever grows, grows. And modern agriculture has shown us that this is actually important for the soil. Because if you don't let the soil rest, then the nutrients that provide growth are depleted. And honestly, Alyssa, I have felt that depletion, spiritually speaking and metaphorically, where I want things to grow spiritually in my life, but it's just empty. And the reason is, is because I was not taking the idea and the principle of rest seriously. I had not connected with the Lord. I had not connected those things. And so this whole idea of Sabbath, in, in my view, and for me personally, it's a trust issue. Do I trust the Lord to work on my behalf in the hours that I am not, quote, working, end quote? Do I trust the Lord to do the work anyways? Because if I really prioritize God and if I really believed that he would, then why would I not take a rest? Why would I not follow that and connect with him? And I don't think that, again, it, it, for, for whoever's hearing this, I, I, don't mean, I don't mean to be condemning. I just want to be encouraging. Let's take a deep breath, <laughs> take a <laughs> dose of grace and be like, hey, like if you're trying to hustle without holiness, it's gonna end up dry. And we really need to be convinced in our own hearts and minds that the rest that Jesus wants for us is a part of life. It's a part of our Christian spirituality. It's part of our walk with him. It's a part of knowing him. It's just it's just part of what we do. And, and I think that it's, again, whatever works for people logistically, I understand, you know, people got crazy things going on, but there's something that, that you can do where you can rest with the Lord and you can rest with family and the people that you care about. And, and whatever that is for you, like really pray about it and say, Lord, like, am I trusting you or do I feel like I, I have to, to make it happen? Do I feel like I have to do things so that my ministry will, will grow? And it's this very, it's this very idea of like, well, if I put in this linear amount of effort, then I'll get this linear output of results. But that's not a works-based ministry. That's a grace-based, that's, that's not, excuse me, it's not a grace-based ministry. That's a works-based ministry. Where the reality is that I can plant, I can water, but who gives the increase? God. God gives yeah. the increase. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's like a, I have this picture in my mind and my, for me, before, you know, I'm still learning this, this principle. Um, so the Lord is having the grace on me in this. I'm still learning this. But metaphorically speaking, I feel like I'm the farmer that's planted seeds and is just pacing back and forth, like all over the field, just pacing and pacing and maybe even yelling at the seeds. Be like, why aren't you growing? Come on. And, and, I, and I'm pacing back and forth seven days a week, 24 hours a day. It's like, why won't you grow? But the job that we're called to as pastors and as Christians is to simply be faithful to what God has given us and not try to force the results. We let the Lord build it. It doesn't mean we're lazy or we don't work hard. It's just about faithfulness, diligence, and trusting God with the results. Yeah. Ooh, that'll preach. That's good. Um, 
Sorry, yeah. I, I just, just got to get it. Just got to get it oh, out there. So. <laughs> please do. That was no, it's so good. And I think it, that's the thing. I think that does feel so hard. That really gets in at the like. This is the lie we're believing underneath why we don't want to rest and it is just that like we don't actually trust that god is enough to do the work that we're not doing while we're resting um yeah it's so true and i've experienced that in my own life too where it's like oh it's just actually that i don't think that god's gonna take care of me if i take this little time to be with him Mm -hmm. yeah and it's a the the whole idea of of rest and and if you look back at the old testament and, and you know this Alyssa, the reason that the children of israel one of the reasons they got kicked out of the promised land was because they did not let the land rest hmm. for 490 years they did not let the land rest and so the reason they were in in babylon for 70 years was because god took back those sabbath years all at once hmm. And I think that there's, now if that doesn't preach to American culture, I don't know what does <laughs> because yeah. it's the same problem of humanity where we're trying to make things happen or we don't trust that God is going to do it or provide. But what we find in rest is relationship with Christ. And that's what it's all about anyways. And so I believe that, that this is actually a very timely thing, you know, for people to hear where Yes, we have needs and yes, there's inflation and yes, there's shrinkflation and like all all the things that are happening all at the same time. And if there's ever a time that we could trust the Lord in this, I I believe it's now because the Lord will honor the people that that really do seek him and and rest with him. Yeah, I I just finished a book. It's a historical fiction book about the Dust Bowl. Um, That's what it's making me think of. Um, you know, because it's the same thing where the farmers like planted wheat over and over and over and over and over. And then the government during the Dust Bowl was like, we will pay you money to stop growing wheat because we the ground has to rest. And the farmers are like, no, that's so dumb. We can't not plant, you know, and so they, they keep planting and then every, the crop gets blown away. Um and that's reminding me of what you're saying. We just keep going and keep going instead of being like, oh, no, we have to let the ground rest. Yeah, we do. And it's really it's it's a biblical principle. It's an agricultural principle. And, and Jesus, you know, talks about it. It's really important uh, that we learn to slow down with yeah. the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Um, pivoting a little bit. Um, as you are thinking about all these things lately, um, what is striking you about Sabbath um, in relation to what it tells us about God? Mm. What can we learn about God through Sabbath? Well, the Lord himself rested uh, in Genesis when he created the world. And it's not that he was tired. I don't think it's because he needed, oh, because he was winded, right? (laughs) There's obviously something else going on. I believe that the Lord has done that as an example where when we rest, we're also looking to the Lord for that refreshment. It's all tied together with the trust and the provision and the relationship and and all of those things wrapped up into one thing where it's an opportunity. We can look at the, the Old Testament view of Sabbath and then, and then Jesus' New Testament view of Sabbath, and we combine them all together. We can look at this 
as an opportunity to grow closer to the Lord. It's a carved out way, a specific way to put aside all the distractions of whatever we're dealing with and to say, Lord, this is your time. This is for you. And I think that that, in turn, the Lord blesses us with refreshment. He blesses us with rest for our souls. We can we can go to sleep and we can rest our bodies, but who's going to rest your soul? Hmm. It's the Lord that's going to rest your soul. And people will pay money to try to find rest for their souls, but they're they're buying the wrong products. It's really the Lord is the one that has rest available. And that there's only one source that's him. And I think that that, tie, that ties into God loves us so much that he wants to spend that time with us. And in return, like he still provides for us all at the same time. I just think that that's, you, you want to talk about grace and you want to talk about compassion and love and care of a loving father. I, that's, that's it. It's, it's all wrapped into that idea of Sabbath. It's really cool. Yeah, that's great. It's very, it's very raw. It's very fresh. It's like, that's great. I was like, I'm saying these things. And I'm like, oh Lord, I need to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, and I, I, I feel like I'm a person that like, I care a lot about resting and it's so easy for me to be like, oh, I just won't this week. I just like really- don't have time or like it's I just am not very good at it. I hate being alone. And so yeah. like those those things that always it's hard for me. So it's a good. I reason. think it's it's a good reminder. I mean, like my life prior to, you know, church planting, I, I look back on it and I and I think to myself, OK, I was certifiably insane. I, I just, I, I just look back on it and it's like, yeah. okay, there's a way to, there's a way to do things and I got away with it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but you know, there's, there's a better way. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, like I would, you know, before kids, um, you know, I was working at, you know, defense contractor full-time plus you know, like more, more than 40 hours um, and then volunteering in ministry and my wife and I would do a house remodel on top of all of that, oh, you know, so we, yeah, now granted, um, you know, it was one of those things like, well, we worked, I worked for like 10 to 12 hours, you know, my job. And then I would come home and then get some in and out and then, you know, work on the house for another four to six hours, you know, for four or five days of the week. And then the other one to two days, one to one, two, three days, we do ministry stuff. And then we just kept going, right? You just, Mm -hmm. just keep going. And it's, and I think that's fine for short seasons, to be honest. I, I I recognize that, but there's, I was having a gal at our church and she was like, yeah, I have to work seven days a week or, or I won't make it. And I was like, you know, I empathize with you. I really do. I really do empathize with you. But there is, there's something, and and the reason was she's like, I can't come to church because I work seven days a week. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I was like, I understand like everybody in the world can't afford to do this, Mm -hmm. but I think we can, I I, I hate, I'm not trying to be like, just pull it together, but it's like, look, like if we really want to follow the Lord, 
And if we really want to take rest seriously, there, there might be seasons of this, but uh, we can be creative in how rest happens. And that doesn't mean that, that church is automatically on the chopping block. And mm-hmm. it, it means that maybe you just need to go to a home group Bible study where you're right. not working. Like yep. maybe it means that you need to, you know, you need to ask for a later shift so you can come to Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, or maybe yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. One of the elders at my church, uh, we had like a women's Sabbath event last March. Um, and she said, like, just start where you're at. Yep. She was like, you know, some of you might not be able to like set aside a whole day, but you might have two hours and she was like or even like one hour like that's enough to start and if you protect it and you do the same thing like doing something that fulfills you and gives your soul rest just for like the one hour if that's all you have and she was like that's great god's not gonna be like that's too small right so i'm not gonna actually use that like it has to be a whole day or nothing like god's not gonna do that a lot of people are in busy seasons of life right now where they're going to school and they're working and they, and they got all this stuff going on. Um, I know of a, of a couple where uh, they just like, they're engaged to get married. They just, you know, one of them just finished college, just started a new job. Like just, it's a lot of this and this and this and this. And I think that, for people to receive this idea of rest, like, look, this is not meant to be condemning. This is meant to be helpful. Mm-hmm. This is, this is not one more thing you got to do. This is a helpful spiritual principle that will aid you in the load that you're carrying. Mm-hmm. And it's meant to be, you know, when you connect with the Lord in that way, and like you said, whether it's, it's not the time that you don't have, it's just what time do you have? And how you can spend it with the Lord and be restful in that with what you do have. And if that's just an hour, you know, or two hours or half a day, whatever that is, you know, really just say, okay, Lord, like, this is what I'm going to do. This is my, this is my rest time with you. And I'm going to take it seriously. And the Lord will honor that. It's uh, the Lord understands what's going on. Yeah. We need to address that because there's a lot of people that really are in that spot. Mm-hmm. You know, they're really in that spot. Um, but honestly, and I, and I mean this in the most humble way possible. It's like, look, like I'm a I'm a dad, I'm a I'm a husband, um, I'm a church planter. I also work part time. I got side hustles. As like, I understand like what it means to be busy. Like, I get it. So uh-huh. if I can do it, you can do it too. Like, it's like, it's, it's yeah. doable. you can you just have to choose to do it yes you do it it does it does take um it does take some discipline to do it with and um it's but it's good like happen to you you have to like set up the boundaries and be like we're doing it right and i think the like the feeling of what so when i first started trying to rest like the feeling of anxiety was just Hmm. so prominent i felt like i had to do something where it's like well i gotta do this project i gotta do this project and i gotta fix this and i gotta do this and i gotta send that email and i gotta call that person and i gotta 
It's like, just stop, right? <laughs> just stop the madness and just take the time and just chill and allow the Lord to really, to minister to you and to, you know, all, all those things. Again, it's just the presence of God and, and not, it's and not the activity. It's, it's really important. It's really important that you really, it, it takes, for me, it took, gosh, a couple months to unhook my mind from the crazy train, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. and unhook my heart from the crazy train. And our culture just fights against this tooth and nail. It's it's so countercultural, uh, but it's important and uh, it's good though. It, it's supposed to be helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you say having these healthy rhythms of being with the Lord? working and resting, how does that affect your ability as a leader um, in a church, specifically in a church setting? Um, how does that affect your ability as a church leader and a church leader with the intent of like multiplication, like we talk about um, at City Night Mark? I would say that you're more productive when you have rest in Christ. The You're not depleted. You're not... Uh, reaching for ideas and trying to find like, Oh, what are we supposed to do here, Lord? Or what are we supposed to do there, Lord? When you're seeking the Lord and and you spend that time with him, he gives you those things. He gives you what you need. Plus your mind is ready to receive. And so you're not physically shot. So that's, there's that too. Mm-hmm. But it reminds me of the verse in John, when Jesus speaking, he's like, Hey, you need to abide in the vine without me. You can do nothing. Mm-hmm. When we abide with Christ, we we can do the things that God wants us to do. And when we have that rest and we take that time aside and, and rest, it, it only allows you to be even more fruitful and to be even more and to be more productive. It's a counterintuitive idea that you have to uh, rest in order to be more productive, but it's true. Like you see that over and over again. And I believe that as a, as a leader, as a pastor, it really does help in terms of not only do I get to hear from the Lord on a personal level, but the Lord gives me direction. The Lord gives us refreshments. The Lord gives us purpose and, and inspiration. The Lord gives us all those things. And at the same time, as leaders and as pastors, we can show this example to the people that we serve. Mm -hmm. And it's really good. It's really good to be able to, to not only say, yeah, you need to take Sabbath. And then while the while I'm working seven days a week, 80 hours a week, like that doesn't really ring true for anybody. But if they see that, oh no, like he takes a rest. He's, he's, he's a busy guy, but he takes a rest. Uh, it really does speak to people. It's like, you know what? That is a guy that really does trust the Lord mm. uh, because, because he could, he could go work some more and he could do this and he could do that, but he doesn't. And he really is taking the Lord seriously and at his word. And I think that that example really does have a profound effect. It's not just what I preach. It's what I live. And again, full disclosure, full transparency, I'm a work in process in this. (laughs) So, uh, so we're all learning together. Yeah. It's what you're moving towards. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's really good. Yeah. And I feel like too, when you're, when you're in a culture where the person who is in leadership is valuing rest 
even as like an employee of a church, it, it really helps to pull out, um, those, those, um, temptations towards like, I have to be in the church every minute that I'm supposed, like the church doors are open. So I should be there also doing all the things. Otherwise I'm like not a good Christian or like not a good church member or as a you know person who works at the church, like not doing a good enough job. Um, so when you, when you're in those environments of like, oh, the person who's in charge of me values rest and un- like, will understand if I have to say, you know what, like I need to have this time of rest and will not be there. I don't have to feel like guilty because it's given me an example to follow. And I think absolutely. Too. absolutely. I'm sorry. I cut you off there. Oh, um, no. I think another thing, one of the things that we do at Boise church, and I would say that we're mostly successful in this, um, but we really do try to say, Hey, everybody that's serving and volunteering, this is, we want you to have once a month off minimum. We really do. Mm, that's great. And, and that, you know, for a small church, people might say that's volunteer team suicide because then 25% of your team is gone. It's like, no, no, no. Like you, you don't understand. Like I value people in their relationship with Christ more than what they can do for Boise church. Oh, it yeah. is very important yeah. for, for me as a pastor that people hear from the Lord, that they are refreshed that they, that they use their t- talents and gifts for the Lord, but they need to be able to do it in a way that doesn't burn them out. And that's really important for us at Boise Church. And the, for, for, the, for, the, for the leaders that are listening to this and, and that's just blowing their minds or, or whatnot, it's like, hey, at the end of the day, that vacancy will illustrate to other people that they also need to step up. Mm-hmm. And what you end up, what ends up happening is that over time that those, those positions will start to be filled because then all of a sudden people will see that there is a need and it's not the same person working that same job every single week. And so there is, there is a good leadership principle in this, especially as leaders, not only you're helping people achieve rest, but you're also making sure that they're connected with the Lord and you're also helping other people get involved. So Mm -hmm. it's hard because in that in-between time, I will be honest, you might have to go without for a bit and that's okay. You just, but in that between time, you just let it ride and you say, nope, like we're going to give people rest. We're going to give, that's a priority for us at Boise church. And we find that the Lord provides. It's awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's really cool. I like that. Um, All right. Well, to close, I would love to hear a one sentence piece of advice you would give to someone who's considering practicing like a Sabbath rhythm or a rhythm of rest. Mm, can I have two? Actually, I have two if I could yes. share. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, one is from my granddad. Uh, he passed away about eight or nine years ago. Amazing man of God. And he told me, if you're not in a hurry, you can be led. Hmm. And that has stuck with me for a long time because I find myself always trying to bounce from thing to thing. It's like, no, no, no. Like, like, just let the Lord lead you. Like, yes, like things, there will be busy times to be sure. Like, but let the Lord lead you. Like you're never too busy for God. Like let the Lord lead you in all those things. So that would be the first thing. And then the second thing is guard your rest time 
but be flexible with interruptions. Hmm. I think that there is a, we can, we can get on this legalistic track of, well, it's my rest day and I've got to have it and, and nothing is going to interrupt it. But I think we need to distinguish what's a real emergency and you'll know, you'll know those real emergencies, but we don't want to get worn down by the non-emergencies, those, those urgent, but not important things that can really ruin our, our rest time. So guard your rest time, but be flexible with interruptions. And my wife and I are totally on the same page with this where, Hey, if there's somebody that's calling and, and they're suicidal, there's been a death, uh, there, there, those kind of things completely okay with interrupting rest day because Jesus himself speaking, it's lawful to do good on the Sabbath. <laughs> so we want to not help people on our rest, on our rest days. We want to be gracious and we want to have that heart towards people. Uh, but you do want to guard it. You do want to be careful to guard it. And then the third thing, I came up with a third thing. And the third thing, sorry, just one, two, three, like classic, classic pastor. <laughs> the third thing is whatever gives you emotional, physical, and spiritual rest. Like if there is a, a combination activity that gives you life in all three of those areas, those are the things that you should start with doing. Mm-hmm. And I can't take credit for that. I got it from another pastor. Uh, but whatever those things are, the emotional, physical, and spiritual, that's what you should start with. So, so for me, it's, you know, outdoors with family, being outdoors with my family. It's prayer and Bible stuff. It's building things. I love to, to build things, construction, house room. I love to build things. Or I mean, the, the other one is like working out, which I have not got to this one yet, but working out, listening to a teaching. I used to do that pre-COVID, haven't we all? Uh, <laughs> and But that really does help me. And so I would just say whatever that is for you, that's what you should start with uh, for your time with the Lord. Great. Yeah, those are good. I love that. All practical. I love I love getting them practical at the end of these. So thank you so much, Scott. Uh, thanks for joining me. I would love Absolutely. to hear raw processing. That's great. It meets, I think meets a lot of people right where right where they're at. Well, I pray that it's encouraging for people and that really the idea that you could trust the Lord, that you can do more uh, with the Lord than without him. Mm-hmm. And it really is the focus of relationship with him. And that's first, first and foremost is relationship with Jesus and everything else will flow out of that. And so it's something that I just encourage you. Uh, if it's been a minute since you've rested with the Lord, uh, just start carving out that time and the Lord will refresh you. and It'll be awesome. Cool. All right. Well, that's a great word to close. Um, thanks again, everybody, for listening um, today. And you can see us back here next week. Um, we're going to be interviewing one of our church planters um, who is having their launch, um, I think, mid-October. So that's going to be great. Come on back um, to listen to that story then. Um, and we'll see you soon. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Thanks for listening to the City Network Podcast. If you have any comments or questions, join the discussion on our Facebook group at thecitynetwork.org slash group, or sign up at the website to subscribe to updates from our blog and podcast.